Hello, and welcome to Notes in the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that provides insights on the markets and the economy to help you stay informed in the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Asset Management. Today is October 10th, 2022. The Federal Reserve maintains strict rules prohibiting FOMC members from commenting on the economic outlook or monetary policy in the 10 days preceding an FOMC meeting or on the following day. Thereafter, they are free to speak, and over the last two weeks, many have opined on both subjects. Their opinions show remarkable unanimity. They are focused on bringing inflation back down to their 2% target. They acknowledge the uncertainty in the economic outlook, and as a consequence, they profess themselves to be data-dependent, and frequently quote with furrowed brows, the year-over-year increases in CPI and consumption deflation measures of inflation. However, data dependency can be carried too far. Monetary policy impacts the economy with a lag. So, for that matter, do fiscal policy and exchange rates. Any turn in year-over-year inflation rates will, by definition, lag a monthly change in seasonally adjusted inflation momentum. In the long history of Federal Reserve mistakes, one general error stands out. They tend to wait too long and then do too much, and in doing so, actually accentuate rather than tame the business cycle. They appear to be well on their way to repeating this error today. If they do so, they could inflict an unnecessary recession on American families while doing little to improve productivity or living standards. That being said, however, such a recession would most likely be shallow and would give way to an environment of slow growth, low inflation, low interest rates and high profit margins. In short, a very positive environment for both bonds and stocks. On Thursday, the Bureau of Labor Statistics will release the Consumer Price Index numbers for September. We expect a 0.3% increase overall, with a seasonally adjusted year-over-year headline rate falling from 8.2% to 8.1%. Excluding food and energy, we're looking for a four-tenths of a percent increase overall with the year-over-year rate rising from 6.3% to 6.5%. While this would represent a continued slow downward drift in headline inflation from its June peak of 9% year-over-year, both financial commentators and Fed officials are likely to declare this progress as being too slow. In addition, many will focus on the increase in year-over-year core CPI inflation to its highest level in the current cycle, surpassing its March reading of 6.4%. However, beneath the surface, there are plenty of signs of short-term progress. Food commodity prices, while up sharply year-over-year, have backed off from their springtime peak. Crude oil prices, despite last week's OPEC production cut, are well below the midsummer peak, as are U.S. natural gas prices. In addition, wholesale-used car prices and airline fares have fallen recently, and a rebound in new car inventories from very low levels should relieve some of the pressure in this area also. If we assume that a September headline CPI monthly increase of three-tenths of a percent is repeated over the following three months, then year-over-year headline CPI inflation will be below 7% by December. Core CPI inflation may fall more slowly, from 6.5% year-over-year in September to 5.4% year-over-year in December. However, it must be emphasized that shelter accounts for almost 42% of core CPI, and owners' equivalent rent, part of this, accounts for more than 30% of core CPI on its own. This is important for two reasons. First, both the actual rent and owner's equivalent rent lag the rest of CPI very significantly, as they track the increase in rental costs for both new and existing leases. Even when new lease rates begin to fall, the year-over-year change in existing lease rates can remain positive. Recent research by the Dallas Federal Reserve suggests that the year-over-year increase in both actual rent and owner's equivalent rent won't peak until the middle of 2023, at levels of close to 8% year-over-year. Second, it is very doubtful whether the Federal Reserve should use this kind of inflation as a guide for monetary policy. 
Owner's equivalent rent is an entirely nebulous concept. It is rent homeowners would pay if they rented rather than own their home. But since homeowners do own their homes, no economic harm is caused by rising owner's equivalent rent. While the Federal Reserve is waiting for more data showing actual declines in inflation, both leading indicators of inflation and macroeconomic forces strongly point to lower inflation ahead. First, on supply chain issues, as we show on page 53 of our Guide to the Markets, the Global Vendor Delivery Index and indices of input and output prices have all fallen sharply in recent months. Second, there are clear signs of a pullback in U.S. consumer spending. We expect this Friday's September retail sales report to show a significant decline in ex-order retail sales. If this transpires, it could imply less than a one-tenth of a percent monthly gain in real consumer spending over the last six months. Despite a sharp ramp-up in credit card debt, the phase-out of government pandemic programs have left many consumers strapped, and we don't expect any further relief in the form of fiscal stimulus between now and the 2024 presidential election. Third, the sharp increase in mortgage rates and the sharp surge in the value of the dollar should act as a significant drag on demand for both the housing and trade sectors in the quarters ahead. Finally, despite the market's reaction to last Friday's jobs report, investors need to recognise two important labour market trends. First, the labour market is gradually coming back into balance. As evidence of this, August saw a huge 1.1 million decline in job openings, while the non-farm payroll gain for September at 263,000 was the smallest increase since April of 2021. Second, contrary to much market commentary on the subject, wage inflation cannot be accused of accelerating current inflation trends. The reality is that, assuming consumer prices rose 8.1% year-over-year in September, the 5.0% increase in wages over the same period can only be said to be slowing the decline in inflation rather than speeding it up. Taking all of this into account, we expect year-over-year headline cons consumption deflator inflation of 5.4%, 2.7%, and 2.6% in the fourth quarters of 2022, 2023, and 2024, respectively, not significantly different from the Fed's forecasts of 5.4%, 2.8%, and 2.3% over the same periods. The strange thing about this forecast is it's not particularly controversial. While some feel a sharp increase in the unemployment rate would be necessary to quickly reduce inflation to 2%, a balanced look at both current economic data and future trends suggests that it is headed in that general direction with or without even more aggressive Fed action or a recession. For the Federal Reserve, it will be important at their November meeting to acknowledge progress on the road to lower inflation and to begin to signal at least a slower pace of tightening. For investors, it's important to recognise that the real question is not whether inflation is falling, but the slope of the slide. Across a range of these possible slopes, there should be plenty of opportunities for those investing in financial markets today, particularly given the sharp sell-off across stocks and bonds triggered by fears of a worse inflation outcome and a more hawkish Fed than is likely to prevail in the coming years. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions in current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.